Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And you take that thing off, but that, that stench of guilt, that stench of condemnation, that stench, that stench of, of, of shame is, is still on you. Realize if you can just bring it to the Father, if, if you go to the Lord and just admit, Lord, I messed up. I confess to God that I messed up. I missed the mark, Lord. Forgive me. He will wash you. He'll wash all that stench away with the blood of Jesus. He'll wash you clean with no strings attached. You ain't got to work for it. Just go to him and, and, and be honest. Be honest. And and when you repent, you got to realize repent means to turn away from. Don't just keep, don't keep, you know, doing the same thing again and again. Turn away from it. God will give you grace. Amen. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Keenan Rock Network. I'm so excited that you have decided to join in with me today. I don't believe that you're here by accident, nor do I believe that you're here by coincidence, but I believe that the Lord has something specially in store for you. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. Today, we're going to be continuing in a series, part three in the final of this series entitled Stand Up and Fight. Now, if you haven't already watched part one and part two, I definitely encourage you to do so. And you can find it at www.kingdomrock.org. Now, today title, today's title of this message uh, will be called Putting on the New. All right, Putting on the New. All right, so wherever you're at, just get comfortable. Um, unless you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. But let's get this thing started. Now, in, in our day-to-day lives, we... We all wear a certain attire. We all wear clothes. At least I hope that you do. But we all wear clothes um, for different activities. If you're going to the gym, this may be some gym shorts or maybe a dry fit, uh, dry fit T-shirt. If you're going to school, this may be a pair of jeans or shorts or a T-shirt. You maybe even have a backpack. If you're going to a formal dance or prom or something of this nature, you may spice it up a little bit and wear that beautiful dress that sits inside your closet or you may put on a tuxedo. One would expect you to wear fireproof gear for you're a firefighter, and I'm sure you would have an oxygen tank as well. Or maybe you play sports and you have to wear a certain protective gear, or maybe you have to wear a uniform. So as you can see, for every job, for every event, for every day-to-day activity, there's a right attire to wear. All right, so no one just wakes up, you know, and goes to work in their prom, you know, in, in their prom dress or in their tuxedo. No one goes to a formal dance in gym clothes. All right, it wouldn't be fitting for the situation. So the point that I'm trying to make here is in this day-to-day life, in everything that you do, there's a right attire to wear. By the same token, when we talk about our spiritual lives, there's also a right attire to wear. As we have talked about previously in earlier parts of this series, we're in a fight. All right, we're in a war. All right, this spiritual war that we're in is this war versus evil and good. And what you're wearing and what you're wearing in this war can dramatically change your effectiveness in battle um, and also in this life as you live, as you continue to follow Christ. It's essential to make sure you're wearing what you ought to be wearing in battle. But first, we must take some things off. What are we supposed to take off? We got to take off the sin nature. We have to strip off this sin nature. One truth that we have to understand is that we are all born with this sin nature. All right. No matter if you've been a born again believer for 24 hours or a born again believer for 24 years, you have a sin nature. 
And for the entirety of this life here on earth, the sin nature stays with you. But please understand, just because it's with you, you don't have to, you have to understand that you don't have to wear it. Think about it like a wardrobe or a closet. You have many, every day when you wake up, you have many different choices to wear. You can only wear one thing, but you have to choose one thing to wear every single day. By the same token, every day when you wake up, you have a choice to make. Are you going to wear this sin nature? Or are you going to wear your new nature? Jesus tells us in Luke verse, uh, chapter 9, verses 23, he says, If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. That own way that Jesus speaks of here has a lot to do with the flesh, has a lot to do with that sin nature. And we see, also recognize that Jesus said this is a day, daily thing. So every day you wake up, every day you decide to wake up, rather every day you wake up, you have to choose to walk in holiness. You have to choose to walk in righteousness. It's a choice that you have to make. Let's also look here at Ephesians verse, uh, rather Ephesians chapter four, verses 21 to 24. It reads, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Now, as I recalled earlier, this is something that we're born with. All right, this sinful nature is something that we're also used to wearing. We're all used to wearing it. We know how to wear that thing. We know how to walk in that thing. We, we know how to wear it. All right. But you see the apostle Paul here tells us we must throw it off. You have to take it off. and You have to put on your new nature. Now, how do we do this? Paul tells us in verse 23, he says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And after that, you put on your new nature. So this isn't something that we can just do on our own but rather it's something that requires the help of the Holy Spirit. Romans, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will. For, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So again, this isn't something that we can do by our own power is something that only God can do. And we know that God, the Holy Spirit lives with us. He is joined together with our spirits and he helps us accomplish this. Please note how, when we talk about throwing the sin nature off, please note as Paul, as he talks about taking the sin nature off, he, he says it starts with the mind. Again, in Ephesians 4, 23, it says change comes when we let the Holy Spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes. Romans 12, 2 says transformation comes when we renew our minds. And just like these scripture, Paul, again, echoes this principle uh, to help us understand that it starts in the mind. We can see this in Romans 7, verses 21 to 23, and it reads, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another powerful, rather, there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin. And that sin is still within me. And this power that Paul talks about here is that sin nature. All right, so we must strip this sin nature off. We must take this sin nature off. And again, we do this by renewing our minds. Now, understand that this is the uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. This is this this happens when we when we give uh, when we when we yield to the Holy Spirit. He helps us do this. He helps us accomplish this. All right. 
But in order for this to happen, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never force you to change. He will never force you to put on that new nature. He will never force you to live a, a life of holiness and walk in righteous, righteousness. He won't force you to do it. He won't drag you to do it. Even though it will be for your own good, he won't force you to do this. Let's take a look here at Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17. It reads, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful, sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are uh, the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. All right. So these two forces are constantly fighting each other. But you see, the thing is, it says we are not free to carry our good intentions. So the thing is that the, the choice is ours to make. Are you going to follow your sin nature or are you going to follow the new nature? Are you going to put on your sinful nature when you wake up in the morning? Or are you going to put on this new nature that God gives us? All right. So the Holy Spirit leads us to follow him. All right. The Holy Spirit loves you more than, than you can ever think of. His love is unconditional. His love is incorrect. In, in, we, we can't fully understand how much he loves us, but he loves you so, so much more than anybody can love you. Despite all the love that he has for you, he will not force you to follow him. He will not force you to change. You got to understand that when we live a life according to our sinful nature, it hurts him. It grieves him. But in spite of that, he still loves us. But though he still loves us, he won't force you to change. So what does he do? What does he do? He convicts us. He convicts us of our sin. I'm sure, you've, I'm sure you've probably been to a place somewhere if you've done something or, or you looked at something or, or you've listened to something that you just know you shouldn't have been listening to. And, and you just had that, that feeling like, I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. You get that feeling. Oftentimes, this is the Holy Spirit convicting you. And he's not doing this to shame you. He's not doing this to condemn you. But he's doing this in order for you to turn away from what you're doing and to follow him. He can't force you to follow him. And even with conviction, we can override conviction. You ain't got to give into your, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you ain't got to, you ain't even got to follow your conviction, but it's a choice. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to choose to follow him. So in order for us to strip off the sinful nature, we must be renewed in our mind. All right. And this starts with reading the word of God, studying the word of God, spending time in conversation with the Lord, spending time in prayer with the Lord. Getting around other true believers to help you grow in your faith. Having group Bible study, things like this. Things like this will help you begin to strip off the sinful nature and it will begin to have less and less and less influence in your life. Now, again, as I said earlier, this sin nature is something that will stay with us for the remainder of the time that we are here on this earth. All right, you got to realize this sinful nature that I'm speaking of is our original attire. All right. But we have to throw it off. We have to throw it off. We have to take it off and put on the new nature that God gives us. Just like the example of the closet that we used earlier, you got to realize it's still there in the closet. It's still part of that wardrobe, but you have to make a choice every day to wear your new nature. Amen. And also, please be aware that sometimes in this life, it's going to be while it's there still in the, in the closet, it's going to be tempting to put it on sometimes. It's going to be tempting. I'm sure if you ever had a stressful day at work or 
you know, at school or just a, a really bad day. You know, we all have bad days. I'm sure if you ever had a bad day, you know, you come home and you just want to relax. And you just you don't really care. You just want to take off your clothes and just throw on something. You just want to put something on. Now, in these predicaments, in these points in our lives, you don't go home and you put on a, a, a two piece suit. Now you're going to go home, take off your work clothes, take off your school clothes, put on some shorts, put on put on something easy, something that's easy to put on. When this life is going good, it's really easy to wear this nature, this, this uh, not this nature, but it's really easy to wear the new nature that God gives us. When life is going, you know, when, when it's comfortable for us, it's easy to wear this, this righteous nature. It's easy to wear this new nature that God gives us. But those moments in life when things get tough, when, when it seems like things are beginning to overwhelm you, bills and different things like this, that sinful nature, just like when you get home from a stressful day, it's so easy to put on. It's right there in your face. It's so easy to put on. For example, many times in life, you know, you may have a bad week or something like that, or just a bad season in life where you just feel like everything is just coming against you, bills and, 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 and your job security and different things like this, different things are tormenting your mind. And in the midst of these things, you don't want to wear the new nature. You want to wear that sin nature because it's, it's easy to put on. It's comfortable. We're used to that. It's the easy, it's the easy go-to route. Or maybe, you know, for example, maybe uh, sometimes in life where we may experience something tragic, a loss of a loved one or, or something tragic in this sense. You know, as a believer, this is something that that when something like this happens, that sin nature becomes very appealing to us. Why? Because it's easy to put on because it provides temporary. It, it, it provides comfort. But you got to realize this temp, this comfort is only temporary. So many people, and, and, and I'm not saying all, this is always the case. This isn't always the case by any means. But the point I'm trying to make is that many times in, in life, in these spontaneous moments where life gets tough sometimes, where life gets difficult sometimes, in these spontaneous moments, we oftentimes resort to that temporary comfort of our sinful nature. You put this, it's, it's in your closet still. Remember, it's still in your closet. So do we, what do we do? We, we go and we put, we put it on. We put it on. And it does bring comfort. But that comfort is temporary. But all too quickly, we, we take it off. We, we, we don't want it. We know it was wrong, but you got to realize every time you decide to put that sinful nature back on, every time you begin to act in that sinful nature, even when you take it off, it's going to leave a stench on you. That stench is called shame. That stench is called guilt. That stench is called condemnation. And even after we realize that we made a mistake and we, we want to take it off, even after you realize there's still a stench on you. As believers, the devil knows we don't just want to, you know, live a sinful life. We, just, we don't want to blatantly live a sinful life. But he knows that if he can just, even if it's for a moment, if he can just in a spontaneous moment, get you just put it on just one time. Even if you take it off, he knows that there's going to leave. There's going to be a stench on you. He causes that stench. He, he has corrupted it. He, he, ha, he has caused you to stink. And that stench, again, is called shame, guilt, and condemnation. So he'll be the first one to call you out when you put that sinful nature back on. He'll bring shame to you guilt to you, condemnation to you. All right. And again, maybe you were, you know, wearing a new nature. And, and again, it may have just been a spontaneous moment and you put that sinful nature back on and you fell into sin. And now you regret doing it. It's been two days, two weeks, two years, even two decades from when you did that thing. And here's the devil. Even if, if even if it's been a long time ago, he, he's, he's pointing, he's pointing out your stench. He's pointing out that shame. He's pointing out your condemnation. He's making you feel guilty. But you got to realize these aren't from God. 
God doesn't bring shame. He brings you, he, he shows you a way to be better. God doesn't bring you guilt. He gives you grace. God, God doesn't bring you condemnation. He convicts you to change. All right. So shame, guilt, and condemnation isn't from God. It's from the enemy. But naturally, when you smell, what do you do? You go take a shower and you wash off. By the same token, when we sometimes we slip up, when we fall back into the sinful nature, you got to realize you need to wash off. And God does this with the blood of Jesus. First John uh, chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So please realize that, you know, sometimes in these moments where we fall back into sin and, and you take that thing off, but that, that stench of guilt, that stench of condemnation, that stench, that stench of, of, of shame is, is still on you. Realize if you can just bring it to the Father, if, if you go to the Lord and just admit, Lord, I messed up. I confess to God that I messed up. I missed the mark, Lord. Forgive me. He will wash you. He'll wash all that stench away with the blood of Jesus. He'll wash you clean with no strings attached. You ain't got to work for it. Just go to him and, and, and be honest. Be honest. And, and when you repent, you got to realize repent means to turn away from. Don't just keep, don't keep, you know, doing the same thing again and again. Turn away from it. God will give you grace. Amen. All right, so it's a choice that you got to make. Every day you wake up, you have to put on this new nature. Every day you wake up, you have to, you have to choose to put on this new nature. And again, life will be tough sometimes. Sometimes in this life, that sinful nature, that, that's still there because, again, it, it, for the entirety of this life, it's still going to be there. And sometimes in this life, it's going to be very tempting to put on. It's going to be very, it's going to be very appealing to us. But you have to keep on that new, nat- that new nature. All right, you got to continue to walk in righteousness. You got to continue to walk in holiness. And the Holy Spirit, he's faithful to help you do this. But you have to follow his leading. Amen. Now, let's take this a step further. Now, as you're wearing this new nature, you have to realize that storms will still come in this life. Battles will still come in this life. Again, we are in a war. Now, we know that God, you know, Jesus Christ on the cross, oh, he has won the, the, the victory in the war. But within anywhere, there's still battles. And those battles are for us to fight. God has won a war. We had the overwhelming victory. But those battles, sometimes we still have to fight those battles. This new nature that you wear will help you live a life of holiness. And righteous in righteousness, but there's one more thing that you need to be putting on apart from this new nature, with this new nature. That's the armor of God. Let's take a look at Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18, and it reads: A final word: be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will, be, then after the battle you, will stand, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on a belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on a piece that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent 
and prayers for all believers everywhere. Now let's take a closer look at verse 13 and it reads, therefore put every piece of God's armor on so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. All right. So again, you got to realize that we are in a war, but in the midst of this war, there are still battles. There are still battles that we are going to have to fight. And when these battles come, when you have the armor on, you'll be able to stand firm against the enemy. Though the devil isn't attacking you in every single moment of your life down to the second, you got to realize he's always scheming. He's always scheming. Let's take a look at these pieces of armor as we, as we come to an end, as we approach an end. Let's look at the first piece that it talks about. It says the belt of truth. Now, this piece, this piece speaks of the truth that comes from the knowledge of the, of the word of God. All right. The second piece is the breastplate of righteousness. And this piece speaks of the holy character and the moral conduct that we are supposed to have as Christians. All right. And also please note that in, in this time, when Paul was speaking about this in this time, when you, when you think about those soldiers of the time, the Roman soldiers, the breastplate is always connected to the belt. All right. So the breastplate of righteousness has to be connected to the belt. And that belt is true. So your righteousness has to be connected to truth. Amen. Another piece that Paul gives us here is the shoes of peace. All right. These shoes that are spoken of represents the peace that comes um, from the gospel of the goodness of Jesus Christ. And I also want to note as well is that this is one of the, the, the main areas that the enemy will try to attack. I know as you know, growing up, you know, I believe I'm the last generation of, of, of kids that went outside and played, you know, in the summertime and stuff like that. But, you know, growing up, you know, me and my brother, we would go outside and play with the neighbors and the neighbors, neighbors, you know, all up and down the street. You know, and, and I'm the type of kid, you know, I walk around barefoot. I would run around barefoot and different things like this. I can remember there were certain times when, when the sun was blazing. It was just really hot outside. I would walk out barefoot. I would step on that hot ground. And, and two seconds later, as quick as, as I was out, I was right back in because my feet was hot. And see, many times in our life, I, I love how Paul, he he associates a part of the body, uh, the, this piece with the, with the part of the body, the feet. Because see, many times when the devil attacks your peace, he'll he'll keep you immobile from from getting to where you, from get, he'll keep you immobile for getting to where you need to be to. So for me as a child, when I would go outside, I didn't have no shoes on. It was hot. My plan was to go play with my friends. My plan was to go play with my neighbors. But all too quickly, because my feet was hot, because I didn't write, because I didn't have the right shoes on, I went right back inside the house and stayed where I was at. That's how the devil works. He'll attack your peace. And if he can attack your peace, he can keep you right where you are. God has plans for you. You have plans and things like this. But if the devil keeps attacking your peace, if you don't have the shoes of peace on, he'll attack your feet again and again and again. And he'll keep you right where you are, right where you are, not moving, not going nowhere, not progressing. And this is why this is one of the main areas he'll try to attack. Amen. So it's very essential that we have these on. And then the fourth piece that, uh, that, that it talks about, that Paul talks about is the shield of faith. And when you think about a shield in battle, when, when something is being shot at you or when somebody's trying to hit you with something, you have to make a choice. You have to make an immediate choice. You got to either put that shield up or, or leave it down. There's, there's no in between. There's no, uh, should I put the shield up? Because when you begin to think about it and begin to punt on, should, should I really use the shield? Can I trust your shield? You'll get hit again and again. 
You see, that's how it is with us. With our faith, our faith has to be has has to be in Jesus. We have to have our faith, you know, steadfast. We can't we can't be wavering in our faith. We can't be indecisive in our faith because just like that, when when you begin to ponder, is this gonna work? Should I really trust God's word? Should I really trust it? You'll get hit again and again and again and again. You can't be indecisive. You got just like in battle, you better put the shield up. It ain't no time that you better put the shield up. Faith. If nothing else, you better put the shield up. Amen. The helmet of salvation. This speaks of the assurance and the fact that you are saved. And you notice how it's, it's on the head too. It's, it's, on, it's where the mind is, right? See, again, the devil, he'll try to attack him. You know you ain't saved. You still dealing with that. You still dealing with this. You still struggling. You ain't saved. You ain't saved. No, you got to protect your mind with the hem of salvation. Amen? And then, of course, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we talked about this weapon a lot in part two. Amen? Now, we could spend an entire lesson going to each and every one of these pieces in detail, in full detail, we could do that. But one, ma one main thing that I want to point out, I think that sums it all up, is that when you're putting on an armor, what are you actually doing? You're putting on Jesus. See, the belt of truth in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. All right, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, and the shield of faith. We can look at Romans 5 and 1. Um, it says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what? Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. The helmet of salvation, we can look at Acts 4.12. It says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And we know that name is Jesus. Amen. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We know that Jesus is the word of God. He's the word of God made flesh. Amen. So in all actuality, when we talk about this armor, what are you really doing? You put it on Jesus. You're, you're wearing Jesus. Amen. Every single piece of this armor points right back to Jesus. It points right back to Jesus. And as long as you have Jesus on, as long as you're wearing Jesus, I am sure that nothing will be able to defeat you. And this war, we are in many battles. All right. We're going to face many battles. We're going to be in the midst of many, uh, many, battle, many battles. But remember that as long as you have Jesus on, you cannot be defeated. Amen. So as we come to a close today, I leave you with a choice. I can't make this choice for you. You have to make this choice. Every day you wake up, you have to choose to wear that new nature that God gives you. It's a Jesus says, you know, uh, pick up your cross daily. It's a daily choice you have to make. It's a daily choice to choose holiness. It's a daily choice to choose righteousness. Amen. And, and when battle comes, you got to put this armor on. All right. Don't put on that sin nature. Don't put it on because all it's going to do, it's going to bring you temporary comfort. But just as soon as you take it off, it's going to leave a stench on you. Shame, guilt, condemnation. And I tell you something today, if, if, if you have done this, don't, 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 just don't, don't stress about it. Again, remember what the word says. Jesus says he'll wash us. When you stink, you got to be washed. So when that, that stench of shame and guilt and condemnation come on you, go to Jesus. Lord God, I, I repent, Lord. I messed up, Lord. I missed the mark, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. He'll wash you. He'll wash all that stench off you with the blood of Jesus. God wash that stench off you with the blood of Jesus every single time. Every single time. Amen. So as I come to a close today, that's a choice that I leave you. Wear your new nature that God gives you. Wear the armor of God. Wear Jesus. Amen. So I just want to pray for you. So wherever you are, wherever you are, just, you know, find a quiet place. If, if you're driving, you know, whatever you're doing, just find a quiet place and just receive this. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, 
Father, Lord, we come before you in the name of Jesus, Father God. We come before you confessing, Lord God, everything that we have done that was not like you, Lord God. We come to you confessing, Lord God, Father God, all of our faults, Lord. Lord God, so oftentimes, Lord God, sometimes we, we in those spontaneous moments in life, Lord God, where we feel we, we oftentimes go to that sinful nature, Lord God, and it has left a stench on us, Lord God. Lord God, some, some of us have been dealing with the stench of shame and guilt and condemnation for years. For, for weeks, Lord, we've been dealing with, Lord God, but your word says, Lord God, that you will wash us with the blood of Jesus if we would just confess our sins. So, Lord, we come before you, Lord God, confessing our sins to you first and foremost, Lord God, and we come before you, Lord God, asking that you help us, Holy Spirit, to put on this new nature, Holy Spirit. Help us to, Father God, wear this new nature, Father God, daily, Lord God. Help us to walk in holiness. Help us to walk in righteousness in the name of Jesus. Give us the grace to do this, Lord. Give us the grace to follow you as you lead us in the name of Jesus in this life. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to add one more thing as well. If you're watching this, and, and this is new to you, this is all new to you, or if you're watching this and you, you think you're saved, if, if you're not 100% sure, and you, I, I think I'm saved, or even if you don't know, you can get certainty today. You can get certainty today. Get sure of your salvation right now. This is your time right now. This is your moment right now. Don't put it off. Do not put it off. Don't put it off. This is your moment right now. So if you're unsure of your salvation, if you're unsure that, that, that you're a Christian, if you don't even know what if, if you don't even know who Jesus is, I'm giving you the opportunity to do that right now. Just repeat this prayer after me and believe it in your heart. Just say, Father, I come to you today admitting that I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against others. And I have sinned against myself. I repent right now. I turn from these things and I turn to you. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me. I believe he was buried. And I believe that he was resurrected. Right now, I receive the Holy Spirit to come live within me, to come change me, and to make me into who you want me to be. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And I give you the praise, the glory in the honor, in Jesus' name, amen. My friend, wherever you are, whoever you are, I'm telling you, if you have declared that today and you have believed it in your heart, you have been saved. You can be certain that you are saved, 100% certain that you are saved. The Lord has saved you. And I'm telling you, this is the best family that you will ever experience. And I'll tell you one thing, this journey that you're about to take is going to be a great journey. It won't always be easy. But I'm telling you, in the end, it will be well worth it. It will be well worth it. So I just want to thank you for joining in with me today. I love you all, and I will see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.